Welcome to Reboot Higher Ed. I have a special guest today, Selena Sanchez, who is the Assistant Director of Advising for Transfer Students at Jefferson Community and Technical College in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Selena is a Western Kentucky University graduate, and she's worked in higher education with transfer students for six years. And she's worked in the areas of academic advising and career counseling. Selena, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on. Well, Selena, I just gave you a little bit of an intro, but I'd like to dive a little bit more into your role uh, at JCTC. Uh, can you describe just you know, what you do on a, on a day-to-day basis and the uh, uh, students you work with? Sure. So what I do um, in the transfer area is I work with students, our faculty, and our staff. Um, to help educate them on the transfer processes, keep them up to date on transfer statuses and information to provide their students who are interested in going on to four-year universities. Um, I connect our college with the university, so I'm kind of the go-between person for the four-year and the two-year here um, with doing um, fairs or getting them on campus, getting students to contact people, um, working with um, pathways is one thing we developed with some of our colleges to help the students know what better um, choice of classes to take to go to that institution or particularly that major at that institution. Um, and so my role is to keep things like that updated and relate information to our um, other people who advise, their faculty advisors, staff advisors, and do trainings with them as well. That's, uh, Selena, you know, we have uh, talked on this show a few different times. Uh, I've had a couple episodes regarding that two-year to four-year uh, Tra- transition. No, it's not an in, an easy one for some students. Um, I'd be curious to hear just, you know, one of the things that I know that is going to be happening a lot more with community colleges, engagement earlier on with the community college instead of just right before students getting ready to finish with their associate's degree. To get a better idea for those that are listening that um, maybe work in the recruitment enrollment management office at a four-year, what kind of trends do you see in uh, community college students, uh, the incoming, that first year? Does anything in particular stand out to you uh, as far as their focus, direction, just just that student? Oh, yeah. Um, we're definitely getting more students that coming up front know they want to go on for bachelor's degrees. So, probably more than 50% of our new applicants are all had noted that they are actually here to then eventually transfer on to a four-year university. Um, we're noticing more higher aptitudes, so higher ACT scores coming in, um, a lot more dual credits and AP credits coming in for first-time college students as well um, that have thinking about college, but maybe have chosen community college for a number of different reasons to start here first before moving on to the university. So we are seeing that a great deal. You know, and uh, just I was thinking just right now i selena can you tell the listeners about uh jefferson community and technical college i just went straight into the interview and i think it's because i know i know you all so well um but not everyone might know the the you're all's uh, uh the community college here in louisville kentucky so could you give the listeners just a little i don't know a short little uh plug for jefferson community and technical college and who you all serve and how long you've been in louisville kentucky absolutely so um we are, um, we have six campuses for Jefferson Community Technical College. We are part of the KCTCS system, which is a 16 college system statewide. 
Um, our campuses included our downtown campus, which is pretty much on Broadway, um, Tech Campus, which is just a few blocks down the street uh, where we have a lot of our technical programs. Um, we have a Southwest Campus. We have one in Bullitt County, one in Shelby County, and one in Carrollton. And collectively between the six of us, we have our enrollments a little over 1,200 or 12,000 students. Um, we have probably a almost 50-50 split between male and female students. Um, what is surprising, if you wouldn't know, um, we do have a lot of traditional age students. I think in the past, a lot of people think we are older students coming back to school. Um, but we really are more of a 65% or 24 and under, um, which is why we're seeing another trend in that younger students are coming into the community college. Um, very diverse campus. Um, we have probably over 20 or 30 different ethnicities on our campus because um, Louisville is kind of a nice melting pot of culture. Um, so when you say someone's from an African country, well, there's tons of African countries and we have a lot of representation on our campus um, to do so. Um, so I think it's a really unique situation or area on our campus to see if you ever come to one of the different campuses and compare it to Louisville and seeing that melting pot and seeing everybody come together for all different spectrums of culture and life and stuff as well. Well, that's great. And that is uh, good to know the just the demographic of the student that one might think is attending the community college. It's it's definitely changed, not just the, the core demographics, but what they're bringing to the community college. Not every student that's in high school doing dual credit is going on to the four year. So they are making that decision uh, to go through uh, the, well, locally, the KCTC schools. And so you are seeing more of that? We are, we are. And one thing that KCTC has done a great job of trying to hold off is increasing our tuition. So higher education has gone up. And the six years I've been here, we've only really had one seemingly small increase. I mean, in the, I think it was like less than $8 a credit hour type of increase. Um, because we know it's really hard for people to be able to afford to go to college. Um, we've got a lot of people who work, so a lot of our students attend part-time, and that's even amongst our more traditional age students that are working to support families or pay bills or whatever the case may be that they need to work. Um, but we do value that we have a low-cost dollar. So for students who are lower income or qualify for federal aid, a lot of times they can go to school on their aid alone without even taking out loans. And so that's a real positive thing that we're not increasing to that national debt early on. Definitely. And Selena, I know that you also play a role. You stated uh, uh, earlier, just in some of your day to day that you, that you some of the functions that you serve. Uh, what, what kind of things are you leading uh, with students, the opportunities uh, so they can explore uh, if they're coming in with a bachelor's degree in mind, as you stated, they, they're looking at those other four-year universities. So what, what do you all provide uh, JCTC or KCTCS to give those students um, more of an experience uh, to see what that transition is going to be like and assist with them in their decision-making? Okay. Yeah. Um, so every year we do a transfer fair, usually in our fall semester, where we get um, between 20 and 30 schools on campus in the Kentuckiana area, um, even some from out of state that come in. Um, so students are able to go around and actually talk to representatives of the admissions office of all the schools and get information about um, deadlines to apply, transfer scholarships, be able to ask any questions about that university or that college. Um, we allow students that, as set universities up to come on campus to do like information tables or informational events so that students can learn more about their academics or their programs they offer. Um, uh, we have some advisors who come from different colleges who actually set up 
stay in our transfer center and actually can do one-on-one -on -one appointments with our students. And we can schedule appointments with them to meet with them one-on-one -on -one to talk about where they currently are, what it looks like, um, and also help guide them on some classes to take. We have our advising office here that we guide students on classes, but sometimes I like to get students connected to that university because we want them to take ownership of their academics as well. Um, let's see, we do college visits. So we take um, students to different colleges in the area where they can sign up to go and we can take tours within the university. They can, they can see the campuses, get to talk to the departments, get the kind of a feel of the school to see if it feels like a right fit for them. Because a lot of times people just look at something on paper and think this is where I should go, but really it's maybe not be the best fit for them at that time or career-wise. Um, we also, I also teach a special section of our FY105, which is our Intro to College course, and my class is designed for transfer students. So we do the traditional topics in that class, like career building and career researching, but also do a little more hands-on with connecting them with universities, having colleges come in and speak to our class, and talking in more in depth about the transfer process and things, what they should be aware of or how they need to be planning at this level. Because what we're trying to instill in our students who identify themselves as potential transfer is their associate's degree with us should be the first half of their bachelor's degree. They got to look at it as a partnership. Um, and so that's what we're trying to instill in our students early on now. So is that, how is that working? Like if the student, that first, uh, that first two years, are, are most students finishing that associate's degree in two years or is it taking them longer, you're finding? Um, it depends. We've got two clusters. It's a student who is very, they know what they want to do. They've planned it, they've researched it, they've got it. They typically are getting out in that two, two and a half year mark, depending on how many credit hours they're taking, you know, and if they're going part-time or full-time. If it's a student who's still kind of undecided, they're probably more on that three-year stretch still just because they're trying to either catch up academically, because um, we do, we are an open door admission school. We don't have a minimum GPA or admission, pretty much as long as you have a high school diploma or a GED, you can be admitted to our college. Um, we will then give them a placement test to determine where they can start so we can see where we need to get them started to get them to the college level or to continue on towards a degree. So we're kind of that, our slogan is we, Jefferson opens doors and that's our policy. We want to make the opening door so that they can have options to whatever their goal is going to be and we just need to start with where they are to get them to where they need to be. Um, but so sorry, oh, oh, that's fine. So they're uh, opening doors and I, I love that, Je you know, Jefferson's opening doors, the pathway, you know, to the four year, uh, we want to open our doors better. The four year wants to open our doors better. So I, I know listeners are, uh, th this is something that has been discussed uh, I know at a um, different publications, and that is the, the so the two year to four year. There's obviously a fall off when they when they do finish. I know some are going for a particular licensure or in specific programs uh, that wouldn't they wouldn't need to transfer into a, a four year. But those that are looking, what can like how are most of that those decisions made? I know some of them it it is on paper. Uh, but are, do many, do you find many students at the different KCTC uh, schools, are they, are they staying local with that decision or do you see students leave and go to a four-year that's, that's out of the, uh, the, the specific city that they're in? Uh, I think it depends on the major they're going for. Um, mm -hmm. So for students who are going for like a business 
program or nursing. We've got a lot of local schools that have really strong programs, education in that area too, have really strong academic programs, so they tend to stay local. Um, if we have a student who's really interested in a very specialized track, um, we've seen them going a little further out in the state or even out of state. Um, we've got a few students that I can think of in mind that want to do criminal justice, but a very specific things in criminal justice. So EKU is a good option for them because they have such a strong um, criminal justice program and so many different tracks that they can do. Um, so it really just depends on the student. Um, I would say the majority probably say local. Um, we are blessed that we have lots of four-year universities in the Kentucky and Louisville area. Right. So people do have tons of options to look at or a lot of options for what they're going into. Um, we're even right against the border of Indiana, so we have quite a few students who even go over to IUS because it's so close and um, tuition is a good price and they have strong programs as well. Uh we could, you know, since you just spoke of IU Southeast um, or whatever, you know, I know there's other schools in the area. What are some schools uh, doing to get better engaged with community colleges locally that you're finding? Um, we've got quite a few schools we're doing partnerships with. Um, we have partnerships with University of Louisville with the Ultra program. We have partnership with Spalding University, the uh, 2SU program. Um, IUS we have a partnership with so that it's almost like a not quite a pre-admission, but you're and you're not quite duly enrolled, but you have contact. You're actually on their radar in their system of some sort. So a student feels like, oh, yes, I'm attending class at JCTC, but I'm a pre-Spalding student or I'm a pre-IUS student. Um, and with those, they get a little more intensive assistance, like they get to meet with advisors at that point in time. A lot of times, they have more access to the departments themselves at the universities. Um, they have opportunities to come on campus and take part in activities and events on that college campus, which is always awesome. So I would tell people if we can get them feeling like they're part of the university, there's a better chance they're going to continue on and feel like, okay, I'm getting my, I'm working my way to get to this, and I'm already part of this, so I belong here. It's that sense of making sure they feel like they belong, and that's what um, I think. Mean, uh, we have some local four-year are doing a wonderful job with that, like I said. Um, but I think that's really the key to this making that a smoother transition for our students. You know, just so far in this interview, Selena, I just wanted to, I just want to th uh, throw something out there for all the listeners. Just in what has been described, um, the value in the community college locally in your area, I, I don't even think you could put a, a dollar amount to it. Uh, you all service so many students I know in the uh, community, Selena, and I know it's obviously a, a if you're if you're there, you have to have a passion for the students. I love the the branding of uh, opening doors. Um, so I just wanted to just to throw something out. I just think that it's uh, something that we in the communities and the four years to continue to really support the community college. Um, uh, even just in your conversations, this isn't you know I think a community college can be a strategic part of a student's trajectory from high school uh, into to college. Would you agree? I would, yes. I definitely agree. And it's one of those things where it's it, it, going the community college route has uh, many benefits uh, because there's a lot of high school seniors that are graduating that they don't, they don't know where they, or what they want to do yet. Um, it's a, a way I think economically it makes sense as well, as you've stated in the last six years, you all have what, raised tuition just $8 maybe? Yeah, it's very minimal. <laughs> so there's some consistency there, and that's, that's great. Um, let's talk 
barriers is what I have focused on before. Uh, there are barriers out there besides just cost. And mm -hmm. um, another uh, barrier that some might think is just the student's lack of, I guess, you know, wanting to move forward with that bachelor's degree. I think probably a lot of, there's a lot of anecdotal views, I'm sure, and opinions on a two-year to four-year transition. You're day-to-day -day and you see it. So what are some of those barriers that students encounter when they're looking to go into a, the four-year of their choice? Um, sometimes it depends on how open the four years are um, with the transfer credits coming in and how they come in or if they do even come in. Um, where we are community college and we do have, obviously, um, our transfer degrees to the Garden Associates in Science and Associates in Arts, which is all general education classes primarily, we do have a large number of our population who are doing more technical programs, like an Associates in Applied Science. And the issue we have with those students are that many of the four years won't or can't accept those credits, even though that's the bulk of their academics, um, to transfer in to be applied towards anything. Um, there are some colleges that have developed new programs, um, and honestly, I think that is the opening doors for many universities to capture these students. Um, because we have people who do automotive, we have people who do aviation, we have cosmetology, and a lot of them really want more like a business degree, you know, to help with starting their own business or starting their own companies, um, but there's not a good place for them to fall. Um, so a lot of times they'll end up with schools that have those programs because they have that opportunity, and there's lots of schools that I think would be a good fit personally because of their personalities, their structure, but really aren't op options for those students because they don't have anything that will go. They'll have 60 hours worth of credit, but the college will only take maybe 15 or 20 of those hours. And so it's very discouraging for them to want to continue on, or they do something they're not really that interested in in order to go on for a bachelor's because they think, I really need a bachelor's degree. I may not be passionate about this, but this is the only one I can get because at least I know all my credits will come in. So I think that's one issue I see with our students. And also when they're told they don't, their credits won't come in, it's very deflating um, emotionally to students. One um, thing you get frustration. <laughs> you get people who get angry because they think they've been either misadvised or told incorrectly about things. Um, but we advise based on the major they plan on going into because, like I said, not all our students are transfer students. Um, but we want them, and also sometimes it makes them, they just give up. They feel like, you know what, this is just another one, of, this is just a sign. This is a barrier that was put here, but it's a sign. I, I don't need to go on or to continue. This is where I need to stop. And we want to break that cycle of that mentality that they do deserve further, but it does become a challenge when they run into those barriers. Well, and, that, and that's really what I'm hitting at when I stated that, you know, the four years, the four-year universities have to... The, we play a hum, huge role in the success of, of your students uh, indirectly um, mm -hmm. because if I'm a year into JCTC and let's just say I inquire and want to know how what I currently have is going to transfer into a university that I uh, think that, you know, I'd like to end up at and I find that I've spent a semester taking classes that they that are not, um, I, yeah, that would deflate me. That would deflate me. So... That's uh, but that's good to know, and that's why we're having these conversations. Because uh, I think we do have to. There can be some strategies um, from the four year for the partnerships. Because I guess you could have even within those programs you stated, there are probably some students that you know that haven't. They're not in ultra. They're not in a program with IU Southeast or Spalding. Uh, that they're just there taking classes, um, and they're not in. They don't have specific direction, I guess. I'm sure that happens quite often, doesn't it? It does. Um, 
we are saying now because we we changed our structure for our first year experience class a few years back. So the good thing is now we're doing, at least at Jefferson, um, is when a student finishes that FY105 class, they are then, um, after they meet with their advisor who's assigned to their class, we submit information to our assistant director who actually assigns them an advisor. And that advisor is assigned based on what their major is intending to be. Okay, so if it's um, someone doing an allied health program here, they're going to be assigned to someone in our allied health department as their faculty advisor for the continued time they're here. Um, or if they're a student who's going to be transferring for business, they're going to be assigned an advisor, um, either a full-time staff advisor or a faculty advisor who's more knowledgeable in health business and the tracks and be able to get that information. So we are seeing an, an increase in people using advising and having that semester by semester contact. Um, and we're being very conscientious of that. So balance caseloads and seeing what faculty um, have available and how many students they can handle versus our full-time staff advisors. Um, now the bad part is we don't have a way of signing students who've previously been here. So it's up to them to take that initiative to come in and they can request to be assigned an advisor, but if they don't necessarily do that, then they may be kind of running through the mill. You know, um, hopefully they've connected and lots of people connect to one individual. Um, which is great as long as that individual knows what they're trying to go into. You know, if they were an education major at first and now they're going to be nursing, they probably don't need to be working with that education advisor anymore. Right. They need to switch over. And it's get, breaking that cycle of this is where I'm comfortable, but we need to be um, strategic on how we get them assigned. So I'm really thinking and seeing some differences in our assignments now that we are officially assigning students, and that's going to be more, very helpful because now we can target populations of students. So, for example, we had one of our faculty advisors who teaches in our chemistry and biology departments, a lot of his advisees are pre-farm students. And so he's actually been able to reach out to the pharmacy schools at Sullivan and UK, and they come in and do like a workshop for his students. And that's a great opportunity to get someone who knows about the classes, knows the content, can help you balance your schedule, to also help you connect with, this is what the university wants you to have. This is how you get into that program. Um, and we have a number of different faculty who are doing that now. So I think it's a great avenue for our students. Well, and I believe that there might be the assumption that the students are, that they do seek that out. They are constantly looking at exactly what I need to take to transfer into your university. And, you know, that's just not just the way it goes. I think we've all, we were all a student at one time. Um, mm -hmm. And there's the times where you should be looking at what what is required and reaching out. But it can be uh, cumbersome. It can be a little daunting. Everybody's coming from it. Everyone has a different starting point. Um, and then you also have first generation students as well that without the support on campus, they don't have a, a lot of folks around them guiding them. Um, and so that's where you all come in. So Selena, you, it sounds with everything that we've described so far. Um, so do, do you all have what, 60, 70 advisors at JCTC? Um, we have. I'm being eight. facetious. I know. <laughs> you I know. Don't. It just it's it sounds. I mean, there's a lot of because those that don't work in the uh, let's say if you're in the admissions office and you're in the advising office, uh, the the students and and the time that goes along uh, that is required for some of these students. There's decisions that they're making, and then there's probably a lot of follow up. And sometimes I'm sure you all, you all have to track students down as well. We do, and it's it's tricky because you balance the time between you need to be able to move on get to your next student but you also want to be able to give really in-depth helpful engaging conversation with your student too and so we're now 
we are doing a better job, I think, of now trying to push to, as we register very early academically for our semesters, like we started October 1st for our spring semester, for example. So we're doing new blitzes on campus to kind of promote, hey, come get registered for classes before like the peak season really hits, before we start enrolling our new students and our transfer students coming in. We're really trying to get our current students engaged earlier and to meet with an advisor, to see somebody, to be able to ask those questions um, earlier so that they have time. So it's not this last minute, I'm scurrying, I'm, I don't know what to do, and they get really stressed out when it's at the ninth hour or tenth hour and they still don't have a schedule for spring, you know. Um, so I think our students, it's, it's breaking a mindset of, I can wait till last minute and it'll just come together, because, um, but it is working a little bit. Um, I think we're slowly getting to that pace. Um, I think the new students coming in are, we're trying to get them adapted to that earlier, so they're getting into that flow of understanding, I need to be registered by this time, or I need to be meeting with my advisor by this time when it's not completely crazy so we can have more time with each student. And if we can balance that schedule and stretch it out, because our advisors, we work year-round. You know, we're not stopping right. the summers. So there's lots of opportunities for students to get really adequate, really engaging conversations with their advisors um, and get very direction and feedback so they can follow up with each other and come back and meet together. You know, I know that, that you have a very diverse population, and, it's con and it has changed over the years just with your incoming classes. Um, you know, I, I think one what's coming off the top of my head is, you know, the 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 JCTC student, the student in the KCTCS system is a very highly motivated and resilient individual. And I th I think one of the things that you all are doing is, um, you're almost educating them on the process of how how they can direct and engage their um, how can how can they lock in on the process of being a student you know, and following specific protocol as when to do this and, you know, uh, you know, cart before the horse sometimes happens, but you all kind of write that ship to get them ready because this isn't just about their associate's degree for many, it's for their bachelor's degree as well. And, and you know, an advanced degree. I can see now why, uh, you know, data shows us transfer students you know, into your university coming from the community college, uh, the retention and the graduation rate is typically higher than just an incoming first year traditional student. You're probably aware of that data. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of has to do with, seems that there's a lot of coaching and educating on how to become a student <laughs> in the community <laughs> college system. And that's important. Students get really lost in the shuffle if they just think the only option they have is to jump straight into the four year and that's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I think I it'll definitely serve a purpose yeah, there as well. They're very resilient <laughs> and they are very motivated. It's just a matter of keeping them motivated, you know, right. and not having as well because they do. We, we try to work out the kinks here is what I tell people. It's like we want to have all the troubleshooting on this end where we're smart, where you can get some of the support because if you go sometimes to a much larger university, there's support of it, but you have to know where to go and find it. And that's why we like we want to really connect the university so they know where those areas are, you know, to get that support when they get there. But we also want to know that, have them understand how to navigate things on their own. Like, where do you get your transcripts? Well, that's our records office. What are these key terms, key areas on colleges you need to know early? So when you get to university, you know where to go and get the services you need. And so that's um, a big topic in our intro to college class, but also throughout the time we're meeting with our students and advising and working with them even in classes. 
Um, we send a lot of stuff out to our faculty about things on campus and resources that they share with their classrooms. And so it might be a chemistry class that's talking about, oh, but we also have this counseling resource, you know, <laughs> available right. to you as a student. So we're trying to make sure all our areas can connect to each other. And it's tricky, but um, it's, it, it is happening. We are seeing some tread with it. Um, and then we just have to just keep rolling with it and hopefully we catch students early enough to get it somewhere in the back of their brain so they can kind of pull it back out when they need it. Definitely. Well, Selena, um, before we wrap up, I, I do want to ask you, uh, the four-year university is working with the community college. Uh, in your eyes, uh, what, what, what's maybe just one thing if we were to start, you know, kind of, not kind of, but doing better, maybe just one or two things that, you know, action steps that we can take to, to assist with that transition, what would they be, you think? Um, being open to meeting with the students earlier. Um, seeing students, even as freshmen, maybe they don't know what they want to go into, but being available so that we have a contact or a student knows, okay, I've got questions about this university. I can contact this person or email this person to get resources. Um, I think that's one thing. I think on the four-year end, if we can work together, come up with programs or tracks that students who do our applied science degrees can go into, um, that's going to open up a lot of opportunities for them um, to stay here in Louisville, Kentucky, because unfortunately there's not a lot of programs in Louisville that fit for our applied science. Um, there's Northwood University. They actually have a program um, that works with our, for business students who do any of the um, tech programs with us. Um, UofL has organizational leadership, and I think IUS has a version of that as well. But other than that, it kind of the brakes hit. Um, while some universities are doing a great job of that, um, have tons of options for students who can go into different tracks to upgrade their skill sets to go into more management fields. So I really wish schools would look at that because, like I said, we have the students and the know-how. They come to universities and they do very well. They academically perform high. They graduate if they feel like they belong. So if we can find ways to engage the students who feel they've been kind of dropped by the wayside because their classes won't go, if we can find a way to get them connected and have them the opportunity to go into a four-year, that's going to, that would be amazing. Thank you for your feedback, Selena, and thank you also for uh, your walk and what the service that you provide uh, here in Louisville and the Jefferson Community and Technical College and the KCTCS system. So, so thank you for that. Is there any parting words or anything you'd like to add before we end? Oh, thank you for having me today. Um, I think we covered a great deal. It was, um, enjoy talking to you and talking about some of these topics. And listeners, I will have uh, just some sh show notes uh, with some, uh, I, I did bring up some data points in the uh, during this episode, so I will provide those as well as just the uh, website information and more information about uh, Jefferson Community Technical College and the KCTCS system here in Kentucky. So thank you all for tuning in to Reboot Higher Ed and have a great rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in to Reboot. Hey, if you got some value out of today's show, please don't forget to leave me a five-star review as that assists me bring this podcast to more who work in the enrollment management field, particularly those that work with the Some College No Degree and graduate students. Also, don't forget to check the show notes as I do have contact information for anyone that was on the show as well as for myself. Thanks for tuning in to Reboot and have a great rest of your day.